Hey, what's up, Leron here. Welcome to episode 208 of my casual podcast as my attempt to become a little more frequent and consistent with this one. Uh, I wanted to record another one for you today. I want to talk about direct watercolor painting because yesterday I had this very fun experience uh, of painting. It was Saturday, so I usually don't work much on Saturday, just a bit. Uh, but I decided spontaneously during the evening to paint something. And whenever I do that, I really do feel like it's uh, at my kind of in private and um, I'm able to very often be much more immersed in the process, especially compared to processes where I film or I narrate or I do live. Uh, This was a very independently done uh, painting and I will share it as the photo of this uh, podcast episode. I'll also share it probably tomorrow on social media everywhere. So stay tuned for that. But uh, regardless... The thing I did was paint more directly. Um, and there is this idea of, yes, you can work in, in any medium, but let's talk about watercolor, of course. You can work in what I would call uh, a layered approach. You do a first wash covering kind of everything, maybe leaving a few highlights here and there. Then you move on to the next wash. You cover everything where the emphasis emphasis is on uh, making a lot of connections. It's something I enjoy doing. I do very often. Uh, these connections are very important and, and very beneficial very often. Uh, but there is an alternative approach or hybrid approach where think about it this way. In theory, if you put every shape you see directly in the color you see it and the value you see it, you should get a nice, decent painting. Think about it really like just in one go. Put all the right shapes in the right places and the right values on the first try. Don't even bother with, let's say, an initial wash, even though it's not exactly what I did here. So in theory, if we just put the right color and the right value in the right place, you'll get a nice result. And this is what I tried doing. Now, I did do an initial wash uh, because there was something tying in all the background together, the very light background of the sky and the ground. So I did that. But after the first wash, the past the first wash, everything was just putting the right shape in the right place. So I put in uh, the shadow for one car, then the shadow for another car, then the mountain ridge in the background and the trees underneath it, then the slightly darker patch of grass next to the slightly lighter warm road. All of these I just put in, put them in the right place. There was barely any glazing on top of what's already been there. The only glazing was on top of that first wash that was purely because... It, something connected that underneath layer in many paintings you won't even have that connection and you can skip that so this is very fun because what it does is it removes some of the pressure of and i know like for me personally i enjoy making connections but i do know some people are slightly scared or put off by the fact that you have to worry about a large shape but think about it this way if you completely disregard this idea and simply paint the thing you see the right value and the right color in the right place you don't have to paint constantly paint large shapes. You can just focus on one shape at a time. And it's a it's a very direct process. It's very fun. It's very useful for working plein air, a la prima, if you're trying to get a quick result that is good as well. Um, the only thing you need to take into consideration, yes, is drawing time. If there is a shape above a different shape, uh, just because there, there is like a tree uh, in front of a mountain ridge, you have to either put the mountain ridge and let it dry before you put the tree, or put the tree while the mountain ridge is still wet and then you'll create this beautiful blurry effect. But the idea is 
on a more of an approach kind of dimension. The approach is to just get the right color and the right value in the right place. This is what I followed yesterday as a work process, and I very much like the result. It's very fresh, very spontaneous. And because of the uh, some of the reduced pressure of com- connecting and connect- making connections of shapes, I was able to better focus on let's actually mix the right color and value. So I took my time and I really looked at the reference photo carefully and I mixed and I mixed and I mixed. And only when I was happy with it, I applied it to paper. And I followed the temperature I saw closely. And the result reflects it. A lot of it, um, as much as I like to say that, you know, values are much more important than colors for realism. Yes, colors do have an influence, the saturation, the strength of them, and the value. Remember that colors still have values. Uh, If you get everything accurately, you'll create a beautiful result. Um, And yes, there is one last note I want to add about choosing the reference photo. Some reference photos just aren't as good. They just won't produce an interesting painting or painting you'll enjoy making. So have that in mind too if you messed it up. Maybe it's just the reference photo didn't spark something within you or it's just not the best for painting. I'll give you a great example. Very often, the photos that are the most beautiful and maybe the most edited, uh, very saturated, like a beach sunset with, with fireworks in the sky, something like that, very colorful, will be like the worst to paint. And what you want is more of an amateurish look where you really see the light and shadow and the contrasts and there are few clear large shapes like in this example where one big shape is the road and the highlights on the car another shape is the shadows on the cars another shape is the background ridge and then lastly the trees in the front and that's all the shapes you have so that's like what five shapes six max Uh, so very often that's the kind of reference photo that will yield a very nice painting so go for those amateurish pictures and and i recommend you take your own pictures that's the best it's something i need to talk about in a separate uh separate episode but just to do again mention it briefly another topic and another topic but this is going to be very brief uh what i like to do is wherever i see something interesting that i would have wanted to paint on the spot i take a picture and that way i'm always ahead of the curve meaning i always have something to paint on my computer that i haven't painted and you have the added bonus of being there so you remember the scene in a more vivid way so you'll always produce a better result based on that i hope that makes sense i hope you enjoyed this quick one Uh, and don't forget again to subscribe to this podcast as well it's not just a weekly one this is the more frequent one Uh, if you want to tune in and just hear kind of my daily art of the day something faster uh, you can do it here Uh, let me know feel free to email me some of you have reached out or message me let me know your thoughts on this format and if you enjoy it if you enjoy tuning in listening to like 10 minutes five minutes six minutes uh however long the episode lasts uh or if it's something that you'd prefer to have in a larger format where you can sit down maybe paint while i do that while i talk uh, and have something like for an hour let me know your thoughts on that i'm curious to hear take care uh don't hesitate to reach me out in any to reach out to me in any of the uh other social media platforms i will talk to you again real soon